Shane McMahon is just like, he's such a tragic figure. A psychological buffet. <laughs> yeah. I've said this before about other people on this show, <laughs> but like Shane McMahon is, God, yeah. I love being mean to him. <laughs> and I would feel bad if I did it to his face. And he has millions of dollars so much waiting money. for him when his dad croaks. It's fine. He's, <laughs> he's so rich. It's okay. You would still feel kind of bad. I don't know. I, I feel like he's probably not a good person. So it's okay. <laughs> you, yeah. But like human empathy is human empathy. That's true. He Like I said, tragic figure. Like Ken Bone sucks. But we were all like, <laughs> can we not make fun of the fat guy, please? Like, it's not, but it, he's not even fat. He's just like he looks like if you ask me to like envision the human embodiment of high blood pressure I would like picture <laughs> he just looks like he's about to explode at all times and it's like very stressful for me Welcome to WrestleSplania, the podcast where wrestling enthusiast Kath Barbadaro explains wrestling to me, Rachel Millman, a new fan. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm okay. Uh, you know, it's freezing cold out. It's very cold. It's very cold. I'm uh, really going towards my final form uh, of being that guy by worrying about stray cats I feed in the cold <laughs> last night, despite the fact that they're animals that are well equipped for this and have fur coats. However... That worries there. Uh, and I made a little shelter for them last night and uh, scaled the fence. Did you see any of them using it? No. You don't know if it's, it's working I, or not? Is, is that like, I don't even know if they use it because I'm sure they already have places they can burrow. But like, you can't help but be like, but if they need it. I'll yeah. You want to do your part. Fucking comforter in a Rubbermaid. Aww. <laughs> is that what their shelter is? Yeah. Aww. Because <laughs> it wasn't snowing, so like, cause there's better ones you could make. But this isn't not cat shelter. Splania. This is Splania. <laughs> and uh, I guess this is probably like, finally, we're hitting the year anniversary. Yeah. Because we record our second episode was about last year's rumble yeah so i remember our first episode came out on february 1st mm -hmm. last year yep um by the way i'm on week two of being sick and i have been i'm sipping a hot cup of theraflu while we do this so just in case if anyone was wondering why i sound uh, awful and weird that's why <laughs> you don't sound that you don't sound like insanely awful you do sound notably better I, well, better than I was for yeah. sure. Uh, but yeah, the, it's it's rough going. But this is a reversal from last year because last year for the Royal Rumble, <laughs> you had the mumps and couldn't come watch with me. Yeah. And this year I was too sick to go watch with you. You watched it. Uh, yeah. At a very fun party. I watched I watched it at the uh, Nobody's Watching Wrestling uh, Royal Rumble party, which was a lot of fun. If you are a person who's in the New York area next year and wants somewhere to go, they'll probably be hosting it again. Yeah. And it's a good time. Um, yeah. And also we are, we've, we're year forward. Obviously there's a lot more knowledge between the both of us, but especially on my part, mm -hmm. but we're also more inclusive this year because we're talking about the women's rumble. Yeah. We're going to talk about the whole show. Um, so yeah, I, I think it was like a really cool place to start last year for Definitely. you. Um, cause we watched some stuff from the takeover the night before last yeah. year, which was also really, really good. And then the rumble is like, I feel like there's a reason they do it where they do it in sort of the WWE calendar, right? Cause it's like, this is sort of the first thing ramping up to WrestleMania. Yep. And a lot of people, I think kind of start watching at the Rumble and if they're interested they sort of keep with it through April and I think this is like their sort of sweep season exactly it sweeps definitely and you would think it would be like the restarting of the calendar year but it's completely sweeps yeah so like and it is sort of the start of some storylines but it is it's it's sort of their like starting this crescendo yeah and last year's rumble both rumbles but particularly the men's rumble i think were like really good holy shit <laughs> oh my god like so i went in and like we have spent a year avoiding being smarks and we're going to do it here <laughs> but like i went in kind of knowing what i know about like the true and unique disappointment of wwe after a year of this and was like there's no way it's going to be as good as last year's. Because even if they do this exact same one, I've seen it. Um, but I was like, just have fun. And it is good. I think I got some true newbies to watch it this year because they're like, 
if this is because everyone's been seeing this Daniel Bryan new right. angle <laughs> that's of, been sort of leaking into regular it's been wonderful though <laughs> regular everyone's life. like wait should i get into this is this cool and no but the answer is yes um, <laughs> should i get into this yes is this cool absolutely not. no no fuck no but nothing's cool so who cares but it's like it's you tell people it's the poo-poo platter of wrestling right it's yeah. it's a little sampler plate you get a little bit of everyone you get to pick your favorites yeah you figure out who you're rooting for like right away and uh it's it's super fun, even if you don't really know what's going on, I think, which is th- perfect intro. A- another reason I think this um, show was like a really good show for newbies is because the card was like stacked with good matches. Yeah. Like if you look at this card, it's what you have Becky versus Asuka. You have the tag, the weird tag match, which we'll talk about. You have Sasha Banks versus Ronda Rousey. Uh, Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles, Finn Balor versus Brock Lesnar. Like, those are all on paper, like, really, really good matches. Yeah. Those are, like, and I, those are all matches where you're like, if the rest of the show sucks and I paid a hundred bucks to be here, I got to see match that, that match. So I got my money's worth. Yeah. So, like, everyone in Phoenix, like, got a bargain in a way. Yeah. Of, like, totally. Holy shit. Best show of the year. I, you think it's the best show of the year? Well, I mean, the year has started, but, like, generally speaking, it, <laughs> tends to be one of the best shows of the year you yeah, know i i agree i mean i i don't think that this show was as good as last year's but i yeah. was really happy with it um yeah it started really strong i the becky lynch versus oscar match is like that was like one of my favorite main roster women's matches i've seen in a really long time like i can't think of one i liked better really yeah there's been a couple main roster women's that i've just been like hell yeah um, I mean, you were at Evolution, so I'm yeah. sure some of those were. And I, but I do think it's not, like important to be like, there's a difference between a live show and something you're watching on TV. Yeah, totally. So I will say that like Charlotte Becky was a barn burner. Yeah. But I think this was on par, if not better. Yeah. Of just kind of like, holy shit. And we also saw Asuka Charlotte. Yeah. Which was incredible. That was really good, too. It was really good. But this is, I agree, this was the best. I, I think it was. I think it was just, and and granted, like, I haven't been watching a lot of WWE main roster, so, <laughs> like, I, I'm not really qualified to compare this to other stuff, but, like, the thing that struck me while I was watching this was how brutal it was, how hard-hitting it was, mm-hmm. and... There are occasionally like hard hitting matches in WWE, but I feel like I haven't seen the women be this stiff with each other. Like, there's been some crazy shit. Like that ladder match that they had that was so good was awesome, and like there were crazy crazy spots in that. But as far as just like two people beating the shit out of each other, this was like real crazy. Well, that was the main topic of our Oscar episode too. Of just yeah. kind of like she goes, yeah, she, she goes really hard. does. <laughs> um, and Becky has kind of been ramping up into that. Not that she's has has never had an inability to go hard. It's just that she's almost always been WWE product, and like they don't go work as stiff usually um and uh so she's been so becky's been ramping up too in terms of we mentioned how the daniel bryan stuff has been bleeding over into non-wrestling twitter becky has also transcended that yeah people people outside of the wrestling world are are kind of who the fuck is that yeah yeah (laughs) and i think like she's always been really good i mean we we did an episode on her kind of at the very beginning of this arc for her and i i think that like in her sort of confidence growing with like this oh character God. and everything. She wrestles way more like intensely, I feel like. Yeah. Or maybe it's just that the ser- the story is serving it and so I'm reading it that way. But either way, I that- think it's a little bit of both. Yeah, like regardless of what it is, it makes the product really good and it makes her matches really good. I mean, she could be the hardest striker in the world, but if she was still like the goofy steampunk person, you wouldn't <laughs> read it as that. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Um and she wears uh she wears Dean's gimmick very well. Yeah. <laughs> she just like she and Dean have the same wardrobe in my <laughs> mind, but like and nothing against Dean cuz he looks like a great Semi horny stepdad. It looks really good on Becky. <laughs> Did you see that Twitter post that was like, "I found Dean Ambrose's jacket at Zara." <laughs> it was yes. like a picture of his jacket. <laughs> Very good. I love Dean. I do. <laughs> uh, but this match itself, it was it, it, like 
this was the beginning of the card that yeah. I just want to like put out there. And it instead of it being like several other like SummerSlam, I think was the consensus of like, wow, the first match was the best. Everything was kind of downhill. This it, you were afraid for a minute that everything was going downhill, but it really did set a precedent of like we're gonna go hard. Yeah, I it mean, was the best match on the card. Uh, that's the thing. <laughs> I still think it was probably my favorite but as far as the energy, singles. But the thing is, is that usually I feel that it's you have one crazy match and then the energy dip is yeah. so apparent. The energy dip wasn't really apparent. Yeah, I feel like the crowd was pretty good for all of this. I mean, we'll we'll talk a little bit about that in the other stuff we're going to talk about. But yeah, like. I, this was my favorite singles match on the card. Like I said, it was my favorite women's main roster match I've seen in a long time. It was just really exciting. Like, yeah. I knew the outcome because I watched this a little later uh, and it well, was still also, exciting. It was like not that tough to, even if you don't read dirt sheets, to be like, I bet I know what's going to happen here. Yeah. I mean, I, I just try not to to think about that, but I watched it late, so I knew. So. Yeah. But it, at the same time, like even knowing like, OK, yeah, Asuka's probably going to win because Becky can run into the Rumble and they right. can have this build and it's going to be fucking great. Even knowing that, that's still like the most ideal outcome. Yeah. Becky gets to stay mad. Asuka gets to be this wonderful champion that yeah. we love having her be. And Becky and Charlotte gets to have like fucked up hair. Everything <laughs> you want, really. <laughs> so the next match we want to talk about was the next match on the card, which was... Uh, <laughs> Shane McMahon and The Miz versus The Bar, Sheamus and Cesaro, which I find very confusing because Shane and The Miz sounds too much like Sheamus, and that's confusing to me. They probably, <laughs> there's probably a great backstage video that they put on like Facebook Live somewhere where they make a joke about that. But we said earlier that like the Royal Rumble is a great sampler platter of wrestling, and that's within the Rumbles themselves, but I think the way credit to the structure of this card itself because you go from like a hard-hitting like insanely brutal women's match to like four men being fucking idiots <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's what this is and that's what like what the medium can do and i think it is cool that like you could have that sort of like yeah if you want the hard-hitting stuff you got this but also Look at this desperate son. <laughs> this, this match was all about winning a father's love. That was like the whole story no one of this won. match. No one won. <laughs> yeah. Producer Nate, I think, had the best observation about him, which is that Shane McMahon's wrestling career is like if Make-A-Wish was for uncles. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that is completely accurate. <laughs> That's what's like so weird about this match is like, I can buy... Shane McMahon as a crazy guy who jumps off stuff and I can see him as like he's generic PCO yeah like he's an old guy who doesn't value his life and that's like that's fine if you're gonna wrestle like that's fine okay well I will accept that like in this w fake fighting world that we are buying as real this is a real guy that can be in fights but what I can't abide what I cannot like deal with is that like this man cannot beat Cesaro in a fight. Like, I'm sorry. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I can buy, like, there's a lot of sort of um, suspension of disbelief I can have where it's like, okay, yes, like 90 pounds Zack Sabre Jr. can kill people. Like, I've just accepted that he can, like, murder people twice his size and that's okay. But I cannot accept that hypertensive, like, constantly shitting medically shitting <laughs> always like full flop sweat all the time Shane McMahon can beat Cesaro in a fight I just can't I'm sorry it doesn't make sense I want because I said this on the Twitter feed that Shane McMahon is Carmella with none of the charm because they both <laughs> dance even though Carmella has been working on it and she's getting better they both have really good entrance themes they both have really good entrance that. themes everyone is annoyed by their bullshit constantly <laughs> if you align themselves if you align yourselves with them you're also definitely a heel and they pause matches so they can dance that's what's frustrating about Shane McMahon <laughs> to me though is that like he he does go back and forth with like heel face stuff but like he is often a baby face and it's like you're not the good McMahon you're still a McMahon you are still a bad there guy there are no good McMahons right because there are no good billionaires exactly but he is the one who's like no 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 I'm a baby face and it's like 
I get that your people- dad bought you a career. That's fine. There's plenty of nepotism, especially in WWE. But like, you don't get to be a baby face. Yeah, like Charlotte learned that lesson this year. I think. I well, it's like I get that. Like, if you jump off of things, people are gonna cheer for that. Like, regardless of what your character is, like people are gonna cheer for someone who jumps off of things. That's just like a rule. Yeah. But like, yeah, you can't. You are so like your actual shoot real life life story means that you can never just be a good guy underdog like that doesn't work yeah so that that sort of bothers me about him I but want... I think it's from his desperate need to be liked because he does not have his father's approval oh god no <laughs> he is absolutely I think he's like he's Eric Trump I think if yeah gonna, like I don't think there's any Don Jr. in the McMahon setup mm-hmm. but like he is he's Eric Okay. He's not even good enough to be like junior. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Yeah. Oh. So what I want now, because like Shane McMahon, there's nothing wrong with being the age, whatever the fuck age Shane McMahon is. But like what I want, I think, is you know how when John Glenn went into space when he was super old uh-huh. and they put like monitors on him and stuff to be like, what does this do to an old person? <laughs> the answer is fuck him up. I want them to do that for Shane McMahon when he's in a match and like he jumps <laughs> off of shit. Like I want to know what his heart does medically. Yeah. He needs, he needs to be monitored by science. Yeah. Because like, yeah. How is this allowed? <laughs> it's very weird. I did, um, enjoy the part where Cesaro did the Cesaro swing for like a full minute. I always love that. I think it's really stupid. Well, it was also really mean, which is why I loved it <laughs> because it was Shane McMahon destroying like desperately trying to not have his shirt fly off yeah yeah and he like (laughs) that's the other thing is he just wrestles in like fucking sneakers and a jersey and it's like you're an old man like this isn't allowed (laughs) i will say it is perfect for the mrs character that he would tag with the chain yeah that makes beautiful sense to me (laughs) it's really it is really funny and like if this were shakespeare he would immediately kill him afterward and yes and take the throne i hope he does he I mean, not. Will. I don't want him to really kill Shane McMahon, but no, I want that. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. Do it on TV. Also, shout out to uh, Seamus, who we didn't really get to talk about, but he's cool. I like him. You like him? Yeah, I love Seamus. I'm kind of whatever about him, but uh, I like his mohawk. I like I like his mohawk when it's down. It looks really. It looks better than the mohawk. <laughs> I also really like his YouTube channel where he does workouts with people. Yeah, it's really good. I can't wait to explore that. Hint, hint. Nudge, nudge. Yeah. <laughs> future future bonus episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, the other two singles matches on here, I feel like I have less to say about. Uh, it was Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles as the first one, I believe. And that yep. was after the Women's Rumble. Which is crazy that that was so clearly the bathroom break match. Yeah, there was. that's where the clear energy dip was. And we'll talk about it. It's because the Women's Rumble was like really great. Yeah. Um, but, but it was kind of a boring match. Which is like, and I, the thing is, is that I think my, have, my guess is that if I watched that on a pay-per-view where there weren't like rumbles and Becky Asuka and all yeah. that, it would be an exciting match. It's just that like, it's so high energy. Yeah. So, I mean, so much of live events are about um, timing and like yeah. the order of things. And there's, you know, like it can make such a difference where you are in, in like a particular program for any kind of live performance, it makes a huge difference in comedy. Yeah. And I feel like this match is the equivalent of in comedy, getting the check spot, which is where, so the check spot, okay. Um, for listeners, if they don't know, I know Rachel knows, but basically like if you're working at a comedy club, um, about 15, 20 minutes from the end of the show, the wait staff will drop everybody's checks off at their table. And if you're on stage during the check spot, there is a very noticeable drop in energy from the crowd because everybody's doing math, (laughs) like getting at their wallets and stuff. And it's like, if you're on a showcase show and you have a short, short set and you have the unlucky draw of getting the check spot, it's like, well then this isn't going to be good. Like there's kind of nothing you can do about it. Like, and I feel like that's kind of what this was. I mean, the match itself was also like not super interesting, but because they just did it pretty recently, right? Like they had kind of the same match on TV because Daniel Bryan refused to go to Saudi Arabia. Oh, really? I haven't really been paying attention. Well, to this yeah, because Daniel Bryan refused to go yeah. to Saudi Arabia. And I knew so that they had his match against AJ on SmackDown. Oh, OK. So that happened like the same sort of thing happened pretty recently. Yeah. 
that that makes sense of yeah. like why people weren't as enthused about it. I just want to say uh, the one thing I do want to say, which isn't it didn't happen at the Rumble, but it happened on the SmackDown after the Rumble. I am obsessed with Daniel Bryan's new belt. I think it is <laughs> the funniest fucking thing that he has a hemp belt with made of turquoise, made of fallen, naturally fallen oak trees and turquoise. And like, I have never wanted to buy a belt. Like, I always thought that was the dumb. Like, I don't understand why people spend money on replica belts. I kind of want the hemp belt. I think it's like the best. I love it's it. It's so funny. It's perfect. And. I maybe there is a brilliant writer whose work we continually denigrate on this show whenever we talk about WWE but like I'm pretty sure it's not I'm pretty sure Daniel Bryan took over the writing for this and was like I'm gonna lean into the caricature of myself as much as possible he's certainly making it his own like that's for sure and I also I tweeted this the other day but I also just think there's something really fun about like the guy who wants to stop an environmental apocalypse being a heel in wrestling because like obviously it's because wwe is like an evil company and you know probably half the people who work there don't believe in global warming but also just like wrestling is all about like bringing on the apocalypse like that's like (laughs) it's a death cult we've talked about how it's a death cult so like it makes sense to me that in wrestling you would boo a guy who wants to like prolong the life of the earth. Like, <laughs> why are you booing? I'm right. It's, it's that meme. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just think it's like really fun and I, I really, really enjoy it. And I might buy that replica belt. So shout out to him. <laughs> I bet you he's also like, you could probably way easier make that on Etsy than you could with metal. Ooh. So he's like opening up an Etsy cottage market. <laughs> Thank Daniel you. Daniel Bryan, inspiring jo- the economy. Job creator. Job creator. <laughs> But yeah, and then the last singles match you wanted to The talk last about. singles match was Finn Balor versus Brock Lesnar, which uh, was better than it had any right to be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was really good. I really, really liked and it. And like, I, we've talked about our Finn Balor and like how we get it. He's not our, he's not our thing in terms of like aesthetics, but like I get it. And like his wrestling is fun to me, but I feel like he suffers from the problem of having too many guys who look a little similar to him doing the same style a lot. Uh And like Brock Lesnar is only good when he wants to be. Right. But I what I found out after the fact is Brock Lesnar requested this match. Yeah. I mean, I feel like between this and that Daniel Bryan Brock Lesnar match that we really liked from ages ago. I can't even remember when that was. Yes. But uh, TLC, I think it might have been. Yeah, it was a while ago, but like Brock Lesnar is really good. <laughs> he's a really good pro wrestler when he is Awake. like, yeah. When, when he's like willing to sell for somebody, he's really good. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I also really love that the whole setup of this match is like David and Goliath, David and Goliath. And like WWE did not read to the end of the <laughs> Wikipedia article about David and Goliath. Cause David lost. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird that it's like set up like, you know, I mean, I guess it's it helps make it a little less predictable that uh, the scrappy underdog doesn't always win. But uh, I yeah, I really was hoping I was really pulling for him. Well, also, if you're going to do David and Goliath, like have him be like a strategic little fucker, because that's what David was. Right. Like yeah. he had to hit one singular shot and it was out. And instead, like Finn just goes hard. Yeah, he's good. This is a good match. I was like legitimately impressed. I actually thought it ended really well. And I think, I mean, we said we're not going to try to be smarts. This probably means that Brock's probably dropping the belt at Mania, right? That's the that's the presumption, I, I don't think. Know. But it was good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, the one match we didn't talk about was... Uh Sasha versus Ronda Rousey, which I actually didn't watch, so I don't oh. have anything to say about that. It was good. I just saw the end, and I saw Ronda like shaking Sasha's hand, and Sasha being like a little bit "fuck this." No, they stretched it out, so like Sasha loses, and it's good. Um, there's actually, I think we'll put it in the notes for this episode. There was a really good video that they just put out on Twitter. They put didn't put on Raw or anything. It's like six minutes long of like Sasha prepping for this match. Mm -hmm. It is so well done because it's her working with um, Gulak and Oni. Mm -hmm. And then she goes to a wrestling gym in Brooklyn. And it's just, it is a very, very well done 
promo thing for this. Um, and like, I wasn't surprised that she lost. I was still like yeah. very sad. Um, but what they do, so she loses. And then at the end, like the commentary is like, Sasha's always been a terrible loser. Whatever. Okay. Um, and then Rhonda shakes her hand and then she's nice about it. But then she holds up four fingers for yeah. the four horsewomen. That's what I saw. Yeah. And like, they're going to, I think they're, they're teasing her like beating the shit out of it. Yeah. Which is I mean, be fun. that'd be cool. Um, but yeah, so are you ready to talk about the Rumbles, you think? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the Women's Rumble was first, which was weird. I would have put it last. Same. Because it was the best. It was really good. It was really good. <laughs> it's just, I don't understand how they thought like, oh yeah, no, there's, this is a great way to like do midway psychology. I thought, um, I just thought that like there was going to be a bigger surprise in the men's rumble like yeah when i when i saw that this was going earlier i and let and then like watching it and you know it's it's really good and becky wins i was like if they're not ending the show on becky winning something crazy is going to happen in the men's rumble like roman reigns is coming back kenny omega's coming out like something crazy is going to happen i and then kind of not, nothing that crazy really did but we'll get to that truly believe that they thought they could get kenny omega in the final 48 hours you think so no that's like <laughs> maybe maybe i'm like full tinfoil hat here i really think that they thought they could like either get Kushida to take like the world's worst two sets of flights to show up at the Rumble, <laughs> or that they were like, "What if we add another zero onto this <laughs> contract off- offer or something like that, and see if he goes for it now?" <laughs> and I, I really think that that was their like plan. All right, I, I think maybe Kenny Omega. I don't think Kushida would be enough of a draw unless. They let him do the same entrance from Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. And what we're saying is, WWE, can you please just, like, let us take over all of it? I don't want to have to do, you know, work, po- like, like writer's room politics with your other guys. Just let us run Just it. let us do it. It's um, not like it can get worse. Well, <laughs> speaking of things that can't get worse, the Women's Rebel started with Lacey Evans. <laughs> <laughs> Um, who like, honestly, I think Lacey Evans is like really fun to hate. Like, I think she's really funny. Oh, if she ever develops full (laughs) self-awareness, she's, she's on the road to it. I think. Yeah. I mean like her character, she knows her character is like a heel. Like she, you know, it is a shoot piece of shit. Yeah. I, I, she seems like she's probably a bad person, but like, I think the character could be really funny, but like this was just not very good. I thought like, Oh yeah, she didn't do that well. And this was like her like big thing. I think like this was her debut and it was like, kind of stunk i didn't like it no I'm sorry and, Lacey like, evans her like home crafted hat <laughs> it was really bad but i thought it was really funny yeah she her whole like her whole deal just like makes me laugh like it's yeah. so dumb <laughs> yeah absolutely like just like mod cloth bikini yeah. resentful that there's a plus section on mod mod cloth that's Lacey evans to me well i was just gonna say like <laughs> as as someone who has been plus size my whole life I have such a like deep seated negative reaction to like pinuppy bullshit. <laughs> Because that's like all that has been available to me my entire life. Like that's the only way you can dress if you're overweight. So like anybody who does that by choice, I'm like, fuck you. I hate this. Like the 50s sucked. Everyone was racist. Like I hate this. I should like pull up the Carmen girl from before she pretended to be black and then do the heart monitor thing on you and watch you like get really angry at her stupid hair. The who? <laughs> the Carmen girl. Oh, we don't have time. We'll get into it. Okay. Uh, never mind. Uh, it's okay. But the number two entrant on this was uh, Natty. Yeah, Natalia. Um, and then Natty, like, yeah, it's uh, Natty had a good number two spot in this. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. But I mean, like, Lacey, she stayed in for a long time. She stayed in for fifty-six minutes. Yeah, yeah. Good we for her. we have the wiki up. We're not <laughs> we're not that we're bad. Yeah. Um. This was like I feel like this was interesting because um, of all the people in the rumble, like the I think none of them are people who came back. It was all people who are currently under contract in the women's rumble. Yeah. Which is like 
kind of cool because it's like look we actually have like a pretty substantial women's division now like last year they couldn't fill out a 30 person rumble there were a bunch of people that came back you know oh my god there was like trish stratus and vicky guerrero and like all these people came back excuse me (laughs) i do think it's notable that like it felt like half of this was nxt even though it's probably a third well, like a, a lot of people were from NXT. Like you had uh, Zia Lee, Kyrie Sane, Candice LeRae, Casey Catanzaro, who we'll, t- we'll I'm sure talk about. Yes. Um, the Rhea, Rhea Ripley, Yoshirai, like all these people are from NXT. But even then, like of all of the people who are on Raw or SmackDown, a lot of them were people who are call ups in the last like six months. So yeah. it's like they have this women's division now, and a ton of them are kind of new, which I think is really cool and exciting. And I thought it was kind of neat that, like, they didn't have nostalgia people. They were like, look how fucking stacked our roster is. Because it is. It is a super stacked roster. Oh, my God. And, like, so it, like, um, I was really sad that Liv Morgan wasn't in more, even though, like, it gave the Riot Squad an excuse to be assholes and, like, (laughs) pull people out. But, like, I loved, I loved the pop for her. I was very happy for her. Yeah, you like her? I mean, like, I don't know much about her, but, like... I like her blue tongue. Asshole with pink hair is a great (laughs) bit. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think my favorite people in this... I thought Rhea Ripley looked fucking awesome. She's just, like, first of all... I have such a crush on her, but also like she's just so good and huge and scary. And like, she just came in and immediately wrecked shop. And like for someone who I think for probably a lot of the audience is like kind of an unknown because she's in NXT, but I don't even, I think she's in NXT UK. Like, I don't think she's on a lot. So like for her to come out and have this like big spot, I think was really cool. Yeah, this was incredible. And like, I kind of credit to them for booking it in this way because they could have just chosen to put over mainstays, which I would have been fine with because I like most of the women on the roster. But they chose, they made the choice to be like, look at what the rest of this talent can do that you might not be paying attention to. Yeah, it was like a nice little infomercial for for NXT. Um, Casey Catanzaro had like a big cool spot. I really liked her spot. And like, so I really enjoyed. Uh, years ago when she had a clip from American Ninja Warrior that w- that went viral. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. If you haven't seen it, we'll link to it. Um, But I was kind of like, what? what is this? What's going on here? Is she going to be good at this? I have no idea. And she was better than I expected. Yeah, she did some cool stuff. I am very biased against her because I just, I uh, am biased against like tiny little gymnast women. Like yeah. just as a She has a child's girl. voice. Yeah, she's a baby voice and she's like <laughs> tiny and cute and I'm just like eh, fuck you. Like, uh, I hope Nia was, Jax just like throws you across the ring. Like, <laughs> Well, Rhea Ripley did, so you know. Yeah, but, so like, I, I, got, I got my comeuppance. They actually, I thought that was pretty good storyline work too because she lost to Rhea Ripley in the Mae Young Classic. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's cool, yeah. Yeah, and so she attacked Rhea and then Rhea caught <laughs> Her, obviously because she's nine pounds yeah. um but i mean i somebody at the nobody's party when she came out was like this is like the physical embodiment of that onion article of like now you have to know all about this person <laughs> yeah <laughs> hi i'm the girl you have to know about now yeah <laughs> yeah but she gave me a reason to know about her yeah i mean her her save was really cool like uh, I kind of figured because that's I feel like if you are known for American Ninja Warrior, it makes sense to put you in the rumble to do like the weird Kofi spot because like that's kind of what American Ninja Warrior is. Yeah. So it was like a good showcase of her. Um, I loved Naomi's spot. Yeah. Loved it. I'm a, such a huge. I'm turning into like a huge Naomi fan. I love her. Every time she makes an entrance, she takes my breath away. Her sneakers light up. <laughs> she seems like a really good person to work with. Yeah. Which is an odd statement, but like, I get, go for it. She's like the normal one on Total Divas. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And like, she just, I don't know. She seems like the distinct impression I get from Naomi is that like, even if you don't know her that well, if she's somebody who sees that you're upset, who's like, let's talk. You need to let something out. That's the impression (laughs) I get off of her. Yeah. From like straight shooter. Yeah. She just, she seems cool. Um, And yeah, her save was awesome. Like her jump all the way to the stairs. Oh my God. Really beautiful and cool. And she totally stuck the landing. And I, I, I was obviously bummed because I like her, but I thought it was really funny how it, it just ended with uh, Mandy Rose just pushing her off the stairs. (laughs) I I thought that was like a really fun, (laughs) that was really fun. They finally let Candace LeRae, uh, out into sunlight. (laughs) Yeah. I was really, really happy. Yeah. Candace, uh, got like a big pop and, uh, we watched this video that, um, 
it was like a backstage video yeah. of the NXT women um, getting ready to go out for the Rumble. And, you know, they're all like just sweethearts and like so excited. And like, Rhea oh, Ripley is- was really cute. She was like, super cute. It's a wreck for her character because now I think she's like adorable. And I absolutely <laughs> believe that she would be my friend. <laughs> but yeah, they're all just like real, you know, talking about what an honor it is. And, and it's like very charming. And uh, Ricochet is crying and it's cute. <laughs> yeah, it was actually. And like we everything that's released in WWE has a specific intent, right? And like the intent of this video was for us to pay attention to Casey Catanzaro. Yeah. But it worked. It did. And uh, I also thought just that Candace came off like really charming. In the oh, video. she's and, so great. And yeah. her talking about like how she couldn't look at her dad. Yeah. Her dad was like shouted her name and she knew <laughs> that he was there. It's just like, it's great. I really like Candace. I can't wait for more of her. Let her let her go. Let, let her, Candace do a run in on the men's rumble. Right. She kill them. That's like <laughs> her bread and butter. Like let her wrestle the dudes. But um, I also really liked how everyone was all else was like, I'm pretty nervous, but like I got my nerves. Like Rhea Ripley was like openly nervous in that video. And Yoshirai just is <laughs> stretching her leg against the wall and is like, I feel good about this. Yeah. Yeah. She's just like, oh, it'll be fun. Like just so fucking cool as a cucumber she is a killer <laughs> yeah but i also really loved uh that her sort of the her story in the rumble was like getting revenge for taking out Kyrie. uh-huh um which was like wonderful yeah. i love it i love that friendship yeah i i like the way that um this a bunch of storylines can kind of like have some sort of uh like mini closure or like new storylines can kind of yeah crop up in this and you have like all of these things going on at once and it's it, i think it's the perfect thing like the rumble at this time in the year is just like such a perfect yeah. thing to like wrap some stuff up continue storylines without like dragging them out and making them take a long time like you can do them all at once and and it's uh real cool um yeah, we're so we've talked about like a lot of the people sort of in the middle. Now we're getting down to the end. The last couple people who came out are all kind of like main roster mainstays. Um, after like Rhea Ripley was kind of the last NXT person to come out at 24. And uh, yeah, like Alexa Bliss made her return. Yep, Alexa Bliss has that been out for cool. a while. That was mm-hmm. cool. Bailey continues to be under like she's really really good and i think she's so good that they're like okay we can always use you in this manner and she's always second fiddle and i i want i want like i mean becky's got a great push but i want like a bailey push she had a really good match um against ronda rousey on raw on monday really yeah if you're interested you should you should watch Um, but again it was on raw it wasn't on a pay-per-view it wasn't on a pay-per-view yeah she's yeah she's kind of like a journeyman player at this point which is like kind of a bummer but uh, Becky Lynch came in right after her after taking Lana's spot because <laughs> Lana like hobbles out and it's like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, I think it was. I think she got knocked off of the ring. I don't exactly know what happened. But like, yeah, she's injured. And then like Nia Jax just like walks by her and kicks her. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? It's so mean. It's so mean. <laughs> it's so mean and really funny. And I like I um. I'm not interested in talking about like whether or not a woman is an unsafe worker because can you hear me rolling my eyes because I am I'm not interested in talking about how anyone's an unsafe worker yeah but especially like the way people talk about Naya is it's very annoying to me um but I like that they're leaning into it yeah they're they're make they're like making some gold out of an actual fuck up um but she's like pushing her and being mean and angry all the time it's great but then becky comes out and is like let me do this and like we all we kind of knew it was coming Uh it was wonderful and uh rusev's tweet about it was great yeah yeah (laughs) so so becky ends up winning and rusev's like this means technically lana won congratulations honey and it's like i love you we are going to wrestlemania (laughs) it's really good (laughs) and then carmella had her number 30 entrance and like i love her i will never not love her she's the best she rules i yeah she she cracks me up i think she's so funny like (laughs) yeah she's not the best wrestler but like who cares i mean that's not the point of her character yeah she's not in fucking stardom or something like she's in wwe on the main roster she doesn't need to be a great wrestler she needs to moonwalk and be really funny (laughs) and have great gear and have awesome gear and like scream and she does all those things really well. I liked that her gear for this essentially looked like the hot girl gray bra from Calvin's Klein. <laughs> yeah, it totally did. Yeah. <laughs> it looked really good on her, though. 
It was like a specific colorway that was exclusive to Urban Outfitters or something, and it really worked. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that she's like sort of always kind of a, a foil for these people, and is like she's. I feel like she's a definitely a comedic character, but I feel like she's not. I don't know. I I feel like they could go in like a lot more of a mean-spirited kind of misogynist way with her character. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's the writing or if it's just her because I think she's really smart about this stuff. But like it doesn't lean that way. She's still lovable even though she's like an idiot, you know? She is an extremely post-Jersey Shore character. Yeah. And I'm not just saying that because she's from Staten Island. I think that's like they – there were – there, there's like really good lessons learned from that and like how to still have joy for a person that you think is tacky exactly and like i can't believe i'm about to say this because like i need like three years break from any feminist dissertations on anything but i want a <laughs> feminist dis- dissertation on carmella you gotta write one she's she's such a someone good, pay rachel to write this i think she's a very like 101 and in a good way level in terms of like you can still love and appreciate a woman for her qualities <laughs> Like, that's cool to me. She's yeah. cool. <laughs> she, yeah, it's like, the. I feel like they could have made her a heel leaning into some of the more, like, co- coded feminine unflattering things about yeah, her character. And, like, and they also have, like, super, like, classist things about her right. character, too. And instead, she's just fun and joyful. Yeah, and, like, she's a little shit, but she's not a little shit because of that stuff. Yeah. It's like, it. that just kind of adds to it. So yeah. I, I like that about her. Um, yeah, I mean... This obviously comes down to uh, Becky versus Charlotte, which again is like they have really good chemistry together. God. They it it becomes like a total brawl, like they're just kicking the shit out of each other. I tweeted this a while ago, but like Charlotte, every time she wrestles, it it becomes that going to the dick appointment versus leaving the dick appointment meme. Like right away, her hair gets completely fucked up. I am a in heaven over goth charlotte keep doing it's it so good Go further yeah it's so good she has the perfect face for it and i don't know how to break that down in a way makes that makes sense <laughs> but just like you can look at her and be like that's a face that can carry off black lipstick yeah she just looks awesome and like i but i like that it gets all fucked up like as soon as she starts wrestling i feel yeah. like it makes her look so tough yeah and uh i i kind of wish that like the becky charlotte like brawl at the end went on for a little longer yeah it ended way sooner than i was expecting yeah i was kind of hoping they would have more time but uh it obviously was like it's the an res- hour <laughs> yeah but it obviously was the result everybody wanted and and you know i they did it right and they had becky like fighting you know they she's the baby face like she's fighting from underneath she's like hurt uh yeah you know it was a really like gratifying win and uh everybody went crazy for yeah. it. it was cool and i have to say when we did our becky episode we were like we were kind of in like what the fuck are they doing mode right yeah and i don't think it was the writers. I think it is pure. I think it is nearly purely like Becky being fucking good at this. Cause like she, I like, it might not be true. Maybe this was the intent all along, but I highly doubt it of like, she did this, she made this happen. And that's why Eve, if you're a person who is more entrenched in this world as we are and as many others are, that's why it's so satisfying. Mm -hmm. It's not just like a really good story, which it is, and you can like cheer and love it for that aspect, but it's like knowing that they were going to set up some other bullshit and she had to, and she's the singular person to be like, no, this is what's going to happen Mm -hmm. and we're going to make this happen. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there's some sort of like, luck of accident, I guess, because she got her face broken and that was really what made it go to the next level right and like you said I'm, I'm glad that they decided I don't you know I don't know if it's her if it's writers or whatever but like I'm glad they decided to lean into that like they had a moment in this where Nia's threatening to punch her again you yeah. know in the riot she's yeah. like a, or in the rumble she's about to punch her and like that they reference that and that they've that Nia Jax has been able to like lean into this sort of reputation she has now <laughs> and, and all this stuff in order to make the story like more exciting yeah. is, uh, is cool. Like it's, it's weird to watch them 
make the right decisions with this, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's sort of like watching Nakamura win last year. Uh, we didn't even talk about Hornswoggle under the ring, but to that we have to say, Hornswoggle, get that paycheck. Get that paycheck. Good to see you, man. Uh, I liked Selena Vega hiding under the ring. I oh, she's fun. done it twice now, and she's really good at it's, it. It's, it's really fun. Very funny. Uh, I want them to let her wrestle, though, because she's really good. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, and everyone who made mean jokes saying that Austin Aries was Hornswoggle, the only problem I have with that is that Hornswoggle is much better than him and doesn't deserve that comparison. <laughs> Everything else, be mean to that guy. <laughs> anyway. Men's Rumble. Men's Rumble. Uh, Very fun. Like, nice time. I feel like I didn't really care about any of it, but I, like, enjoyed watching it, you know? They didn't have uh, a traditional number two spot this year. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> so, like... This is actually, it's almost more traditional that they had. So Jeff Jarrett came out, who I've been lobbying to do an episode about because he is like the most insane. (laughs) His whole thing is like fucking unbelievable. He is the biggest carny. Like in a world of scammers, he is the scammer. He is like, he will not die. He will not go away. He's the Rasputin of wrestling. Okay. Bullet Club member and WWE Hall of Famer Jeff Jarrett. Like, he's everywhere. He's just, like, in all things. Like, he has his his thumb in every pie, and I love it. He's so good. He was at Triple Mania. Like, he's everywhere. <laughs> so, like, Jeff Jarrett came out second, and, like... Elias was first. Elias was first. I love you, Elias. I get that people don't like Elias. <laughs> I get that me as a it's just lb everyone else likes elias no no everyone (laughs) at the nobody's party was they didn't like it was like fuck this straight people bullshit okay i can kind of see that but i still like elias but like (laughs) i think if you're just like it's so funny it's so good it's so asshole at a party who can't play guitar (laughs) it's really good do you understand the only way you could appeal to me more is having a character be a guy who makes his girlfriend watch video games it is so satisfying oh my god and they let him do his pure thing of getting booed for making fun of a sports team it's so good it's so Good. You are allowed to disagree with me, but I love him and all 90 of his scarves that he is wearing at all times. He is so fucking funny. (laughs) So, like, I feel like it's actually more common in the Rumble to have, like, these random people come in like Jeff Jarrett. But the number two spot is where it was like, oh, that's not what I'm used to of the one I've watched. Yeah, so, like... He's the only one in both of these rumbles that is not a guy on the roster, which I thought was really interesting. Like, yeah, because la- even last year you had like you had like the hurricane, Hurricane Helms. Like you had like random people. I mean, I guess like Hornswoggle kind of counts, but I think um, there were a few like free agents but in those the women's, are, but those are women who have been called up. Yeah, like they're on the they're yeah. WWE product yeah. yeah and like jeff jarrett isn't nice. jeff jarrett came out in white bondage gear yeah so his whole thing is he was a guitar guy back in the day and like wcw and stuff he yeah. also like hits people with a guitar so i like that they were like we'll have him come out and and fight with elias and then you know somebody's gonna get a guitar smashed on him and uh <laughs> god bless jeff jarrett i think he's so funny i know people hate him and it's like totally understandable he had a pyramid scheme where people could buy gold from him he is the biggest scammer so I, he was a kiosk at the mall <laughs> yes he is like a human kiosk at the mall wow i love him i stand we stand (laughs) but yeah so that was like how it started and it was really fun i'm really glad elias came out first i think that was like the perfect choice um oh yeah oh yeah this god (laughs) i just i like i could spend an hour of this show just talking about like how magnificent biggie's tits looked when he made his entrance biggie titties were shining titties were beautiful um nakamura like i get that he won last year so like you can't have him win again but like they kind of were very unceremonious with him yeah you think yeah they're just kind of like well he wasn't he in oh no maybe he was on the pre-show or something he was on the pre-show he won the u s yeah whatever the the u.s title yeah i don't remember um so so like yeah maybe he got the pre-show but like he was on the pre-show and he won the Rumble last year. Yeah. 
Yeah. I get he's working at half speed, right? But like, come on. Yeah. So he came out third. And then speaking of people who are like just immediately uh, like shit canned, Kurt Angle, who's <laughs> like, a, again, like WWE Hall of Famer, like big time hero, like people love Kurt Angle just eliminated immediately <laughs> just like see you later walking Bye. honey baked ham Kurt Angle <laughs> and my airport friend yep <laughs> your airport ham uh, friend I think I'm gonna I think one of my highlights for this is um Johnny Gargano who we love to make fun of yeah um he had like okay we love to make fun of him but we still really like him i think he's really great he's really good he just is he really funny a, to clown on oh he's it's really easy <laughs> he had a great showing at the rumble i'm so happy for him yeah just so good yeah he looked really good he looked great um he absolutely looked like he was trying to compress uh, impress his cool older cousin seth rollins all yep. the time yep. i think it worked i think <laughs> seth rollins his cousin who has seen a boob noticed him <laughs> yeah um <laughs> he eliminated gender yep he eliminated gender uh he did he did really well he he had some really cool spots um speaking of people who like are sort of little guys who did really well mustafa ali eliminated Fucking a couple people it. yeah he eliminated samoa joe right yeah which is like please let those guys feud like that would be so cool that would be scary yeah that would be fucking scary <laughs> i speaking of people who we feel like are underused like i just think samoa joe is like the best i think he's so good and they're like kind of aren't any big boys left on the main roster like kevin owens is out and has lost a lot of weight like Piggy's a big boy. Piggy's like a big muscle boy, though. Yeah, you know, like yeah, like Drew McIntyre is a big guy, but he's a big muscle guy. Yeah, he's a is, he's a big boy. There's like yeah, there's some hosses. There's like Braun Strowman and stuff too, but there's no like, there are not any like uh, softer big boys except yeah. for Samoa Joe, and Samoa Joe is like so scary. It, I just think he's great. He's like such a good promo. He is an amazing wrestler. I, I and like Mustafa Ali's an amazing wrestler too. And I think it would be really cool if they feuded. Yeah. I would like that. Um, this one, you would think the women's rumble, I would talk all about the entrances. This one was way more like an entrance pop for me as opposed to the <laughs> actual wrestling, which is odd. Um, but like Dean Ambrose entering in black jeans, no shirt, in wallet chain. I was like, if I didn't know anything about him, I would be like, that guy fucks yeah <laughs> he has he has a lot of swag when he walks out for sure yeah he does that I guy mean, totally fucks but he and samoa joe have a similar like no guy who fucks vibe guy who fucks <laughs> yeah. vibe yeah yeah um poor titus o'neill is forced to be the clown oh under the ring for the rest of his career <laughs> poor man poor man poor known for fucking up so sad <laughs> listen his, he's getting a paycheck his only t-shirt that he's ever had on wwe.com was a shirt about him falling on his face at that at that show poor man <sighs> speaking of poor man poor men who we love we are both like totally team kurt hawkins yeah. we're in the hawkins hive we love Kurt Hawkins. Hawkins Let Hawk. him win. He's like on a 200 something match losing streak. <laughs> it rules. He rules. They, he it's, rules. It's interesting because like the women's rumble, they called up a lot of people from NXT for it. In the men's rumble, they called up a lot of people from the shadow realm. Yeah. Like, no way to say. Yeah. Not a lot of NXT people in this, but a lot of like random ass main event dudes like Kurt Hawkins and no way Jose. <laughs> I loved no way Jose's. Yeah, the best entrance it's so good <laughs> uh, like i wonder if like all of the indie wrestlers behind him have to like you know get right get uber pools together on his entrances <laughs> like <laughs> i feel like i my guess is that like i bet a lot of those people are indie wrestlers for sure oh yeah but my other guess is that that's like uh a perk like a friends and family perk is like Oh, if you like, if you bring your mom and dad to the Rumble and you're a wrestler, it's like you can give them the option of being in the No Way Jose conga line. <laughs> no, but they have to be wrestlers because they beat up. He, they, the rest of the conga line got beaten up. They did get beaten up a little bit, like oh, a couple of them. 
them got pushed okay yeah <laughs> um but i they stayed together yeah. you know they just have to like they have to be sure to put performers where they're gonna get pushed right right, then, right. Like, <laughs> your aunt debbie can be at the back of the line exactly um <laughs> uh, but yeah him rolling up at the conga line and then immediately basically what did you say that it was like going to a party it was like going to a, it was like for me it was like when i went to radio station parties and somebody was like, oh, I bet you like Death Cab for cutie, right? And just immediately leaving <laughs> because they were being shitty to me. I feel like, yeah, it's like he like rolled up to a club with his with his like crew and yeah. then, and was like, come on, guys, I can get you all in. And then they're like, sorry, no, like immediately like and then he has to turn around to the conga line and be like, sorry, guys, we're going to really keep dancing. This work out. We're going to keep dancing. We're going to make the party wherever we go. I also really enjoyed him. Um uh cautiously conging up to drew mcintyre like <laughs> so drew mcintyre comes out after him and he does this like he does dance toward him but he dances toward him like trepidatiously and it's so funny and drew mcintyre totally like no sells it i love his like scottish grump thing it's I love so his funny big fucking legs right well he's like a big time honk for sure he's like one of the few dudes that size who actually started on the indies and wasn't yeah, like he was a involved, WWE product right? yeah so like he looks that big in wwe imagine how big he looked in evolve against like fucking those like the darby allens of the world you know <laughs> <laughs> it's like people in evolve aren't that big like indie wrestlers tend to be average a little, height, a little smaller yeah. yeah so he's just like a beast uh, uh insanely good showing for andrade yeah he did so well he i got thought to he the was last... gonna win i thought he was gonna win i really because i was used to last year being like a wonderful inspirational thing yeah so i was like oh he might do it no he's not uh, he got really far though and he's been feuding with ray mysterio and it's been like really good ah uh, so loved uh, seeing ray again yeah loved seeing ray i loved when ray eliminated naya that was great. okay <laughs> we have to talk about the thing that wwe thought would make this better than becky yeah which not that this was bad, right? Like, I don't think so. I thought it was fun, but yeah, it spot wasn't. Did not. Oh, she took our truth spot. That's yeah. right. Poor our truth. <laughs> poor our truth. I love him. Uh, actually, not poor our truth because he just won the uh, he just won the U.S. title off Nakamura this week. So God damn it. I mean, sad for Nakamura, but like good for you, our truth. Yeah, like, yeah. One last push before you retire. He's What's been in the up? company a long time. So. <laughs> but anyway, Naya took our truth spot, and it. I was definitely them testing the waters of like, can we do intergender matches? Mm -hmm. Um, And it was really, really good. I thought it was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was super fun. They managed to like, because you've said this before that like wrestling is one of the only places where like being fat is an asset. Yeah. That you can be like. It, it's a sign of power sometimes. Yeah. And I think they're really, really making that happen with Naya's character. Yeah. Um, so like, I, but it, I, like we, we can project what we want onto the guys we like, right? Yeah. Like Ray fought her because Ray <laughs> believes in the, tr- in true feminism, which is viewing women as equals <laughs> and like who, and like everybody else who kicked her in the face is like, well, you're a misogynist. Right. How dare you? <laughs> which I, know them <laughs> what but no i mean but like, they did kind of work work it with the character where like i think it was dolph ziggler like unceremoniously immediately super kicks her in the face whereas you see ray pause and be like well i gotta do it <laughs> i mean and I th- then mustafa wouldn't do it to her and he got eliminated by her i think right he did get eliminated by her i think that like part of that is your like sort of extracurricular knowledge of these people but part of it is also character building so it's like it it, that's like what they want you to think so I think that's like a good thing you know like that's that's how it's supposed to be but I do think if you want to have true intergender wrestling you can't just have the woman because like Nia Jax isn't a baby face you know so you can't really do intergender wrestling if the good guys aren't going to fight the women. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that kind of doesn't work to me. So I was like a little disappointed by that. But I also thought that like she was really cool. And uh, I thought like her versus Rey Mysterio was really cool because it's like usually, you know, it's like a much smaller woman and a bigger man if you're yeah. doing intergender. So it, it like subverts that. 
and that's like really neat um friend of the show maverick made a really good point that he'd never seen the 619 boot booed before mm-hmm. and that that was a fascinating thing to witness mm. um oh god there's like a lot that we're we're skipping right we're, we're not talking about the fact that like pete dunn showed up and was great yeah i mean alistair black did really well oh, alistair black did so well yeah he was cool um uh andrade eliminating randy orton was really satisfying yeah that was that was dope um i really thought jeff hardy's shirt was his skin <laughs> like i was really concerned about his tan for a moment and what was happening and they then- like they totally worked me at the end because like i totally totally forgot about um braun and seth because they were like out for a while no and like i was like i definitely that was when i thought andrade was gonna win and then i was like oh right they're still in and then like at that point i was just like okay they're seth's gonna win and i was like kind of not as as invested anymore not because i think seth rollins is like fine like i just am not super attached to him and i also maybe because i haven't been watching a lot of main roster stuff i haven't I'm not like rooting for him in any way. Like I don't feel like there's like a big build. So I was uh, talking to Tim Faust about the rumble last night Uh and I was like, here's why I was like, I thought he was like constantly over and he was like, no. And he, he, he was, he told me that basically Seth won at WrestleMania and was on like good morning America. And he was going to be the thing that brought them like crossover prominence like he's uh-huh. a good looking guy he knows how to talk on a mic right. he seems to have seen a single comedy in his, his life right he's fun he's, <laughs> he's good and then he immediately like fucked up his shoulder and was out for a year uh-huh. so that's why for a longer term watcher than me to see like oh he's finally getting a push and he's going to mm-hmm. stay healthy mm-hmm. so that is that makes a lot more sense to me now. Yeah. But I also thought it was insanely silly when he won the rumble and they were like, Seth Rollins is going to WrestleMania. Like Seth Rollins was always going to go to WrestleMania. Right. Like if it wasn't this, it would be something else. <laughs> he like, would be in a three-way match or like, a, you, come on. <laughs> yeah. That's why I was just like, I, I wasn't as like, I don't know, but I don't know who could have won that would have made me like super excited because Andrade. I guess. Yeah. Andrade like would be cool, but I'm like I'm liking his stuff with Rey Mysterio so it's like he already has like a feud that I'm interested in so I don't know like I I think this like Seth Rollins is a totally fine winner for a totally fine rumble I'm not as invested as I was last year but like it's fine it was cool I'm trying to think of like who would have been like fucking crazy Jeff Jarrett double J double J J win (laughs) Um, I mean there's like a list of like ones that where I would be like whoa I can't believe they're going there like Mustafa Ali won like that would be crazy Uh, Johnny Gargano won that would be fucking nuts I was personally shocked that there were some NXT guys that weren't on this, especially because they were such a showing of NXT women. Like, I absolutely thought Velveteen Dream was going to be in this. Mm. I was shocked that he wasn't. And I, like, maybe it's a little premature. Definitely by next year, Matt Riddle's in the Rumble. Mm. There's no way he's not. I mean, it depends on what they do. Because, like, like I said, I think it's really interesting that they didn't really go for any outsiders and they didn't even really go for that many NXT people in this. And I feel like it was just a display of like, look how, look how deep our roster is, you know, look how many people we're not using. Right. Like, it's like, I get what they're doing, but it's also frustrating. So it's like, yeah, you have all these people and you like barely, barely use them. Hashtag Hawkins Hive. Hawkins Hive. Was he the one who had, hadn't had a match on raw like all year by the end of 2018 or was that somebody else i forget who i don't know i mean it's definitely plausible there was a guy who was like special anniversary as long as i make it to the end of the year i will never have had a match on tv (laughs) once all year i was i feel like kurt hawkins is on raw sometimes but he always gets cut like it's on the live but then if you watch it on hulu he's like never on it (laughs) like i know kurt i know he's from queens (sighs) Come do the show. Hometown hero. Come do the show. Hawkins Hive. <laughs> Hawkins Hive. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like, it would have been crazy. They're never going to have an NXT guy win, but it would have been crazy. Maybe we'll see it someday. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like it's a good 
like advertisement for them um, yeah just to have some main roster time regardless but yeah i don't know like seth winning's fine uh unironically blown your mind if they had won i think mustafa ali i would have been like holy shit that's crazy like i think Pete done i would have i would have been like what yeah i mean there are definitely (laughs) people where i would have been confused like if kurt hawkins won i would have been confused but i would have also been really into that i don't know jeff jarrett I think next year's his year. I think he's going to do it. I think every year is his year. (laughs) (laughs) Every year is his year for uh, committing crimes. (laughs) God, I can't wait to find out. Is it going to be like, they're like fun crimes, right? Yeah, he's just like a super carny. Like, okay. He's he's a big time carny. Because like when you say crimes in wrestling, it's like, what kind? I mean, he's probably a scumbag for real for like bad reasons, but he's also a scumbag for like funny reasons. Okay, give me the funny, and then we can discuss the bad later. We can discuss the bad in a forthright and empathetic way, as we always do, and then focus we on the We try to. We try to. Um, so that's the show for today, I think. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. If you enjoy this, we have a Patreon full of bonus episodes, many of them a lot like this about uh, various wrestling events live and taped that we have seen. Um, we have match commentary. We have uh, a bunch bunch of cool bonus stuff we also have a discord for patrons that is a lot of fun that is all at patreon.com slash wrestlesplania we're on twitter at wrestlesplania wrestlesplania at gmail.com if you'd like to email us give us five stars on itunes um we also have a live event yeah uh, i was gonna plug it wrestlemania weekend um april 7th sunday at uh 5 p.m at queen's brewery in ridgewood off the halsey l um, we have tickets. We have an Eventbrite set up. They're $5 right now. They're going to be $8 at the door. We have a discount code for patrons. So uh, come come watch WrestleMania with come us. Come watch WrestleMania with, with us. Queens Brewery has insanely cheap leaders. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. Um, yeah. Um, we're going to make it fun. We're going to have some surprise guests. It's going to be uh, it's gonna be a good time. It's going to be a hoot. Um, if you listen to this show and care about Pennsylvania voting rights, um, I have a documentary I made called Line in the Street. You can uh, stream it on Vimeo at lineinthestreet.com. Very proud of it. I made it with my dad. Um, and Kath has other shows that you can check out too. Yeah. Um, so I have two other podcasts, Lie, Cheat, and Steal, which is about liars, frauds, thieves, and bullshitters. We have episodes out every two weeks uh at, at the moment um i think there should be one coming out this coming sunday um and then i also have one called what a time to be alive which is about crazy news stories our most recent episode is a live episode with uh, special guest david cross so uh check that one out those come out every week and uh thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time bye bye sweet that was a good one you gotta get running right <laughs>